This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom, and uh, this week I'm the only host because unfortunately Tim has caught the uh, novel coronavirus yet again. Uh, the first time wasn't enough. He wanted to try it a second time. Uh, and that uh, uh, really threw a wrench into our recording schedule this week. So instead of hearing Tim cough for an hour, we're giving you, the listener, this... Ex- well, I guess it's not exclusive because it was available somewhere else. But a, uh, a preview episode from our Patreon this was a recent episode from Books, Books, the podcast, when we were covering short stories called, uh, the short story called The Yellow Wallpaper. Uh, check it out. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks, guys. Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Short, Short storiesmen. <laughs> we uh, should do that every week, even if it's not a short story we're reading. Yeah, it's accurate. I mean, it not. I mean, we're always reading short stories. Yeah. You and I. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> to each other. <laughs> Sometimes you have me over and say, Tim, read me a story. Yeah, well, I mean, that's more of a, that's a bedtime story. That's not necessarily a short story. I but read I guess... short stories every day. I read Fox and Socks. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I read Grumpy Monkey. Mm-hmm. I read The Little Engine That Could. Tom, you and Laura mm-hmm. um, got uh, uh, a book yeah. for, for my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Dolly Parton version of the uh, the little, little engine, engine good, yeah. The train's got a huge set of knockers on it. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's it's the little engine that could. Uh huh. And it's uh, it's got a foreword by Dolly Parton talking about how important uh, the book is or whatever. Yeah, because she gives books to to kids. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, she has a whole program. Very charitable woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and before did a duet with Kid Rock, and then talked about how cancel culture <laughs> uh, did did him dirty. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, but um, this version of Little Engine that could come, mm-hmm. I feel like you'd like. It's really long. Okay. Um, and it keeps like it kills a lot of time when like we're trying to keep him calm down. So like I appreciate. It. Thank you for this, but also like. The train breaks down. You know the story of the little engine? That yeah, came? yeah. Train breaks down. I think down, I can. I think I can. And then another, a little engine comes and pulls it over. But yeah. Like, mm-hmm. She doesn't think she can, but right. she actually does right. think she can. Other people yeah. think she can. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, first, mm-hmm. three other engines come. Oh, okay. And they're all shitheads. Yes, yeah, so they they're really all like, make a meal out of this story. There's this one arrogant train that's like... I'm not gonna fucking like. It's wow, like, but it curses. Yeah, and it's like three pages of this one train being like, "Your your train is bullshit. I'm not fucking carrying you." Wow. And another guy's like, "Yeah, 
Uh, like he's a different snooty in a different way. Okay. Like they waste all this time. <laughs> it's like sixteen pages of of d- engines being dicks to this yeah. train, and uh-huh. then being like, "Please, we need to get over the mountain." They're like, "You're well, not well, worth." Have you the thought about eating shit? Shit on the the, the on, on the bottom of my shoe. Mm. And then they they will. so like uh, so you're also teaching your son a valuable lesson about assholes. Yeah, I think actually kind of yeah because yeah. like we do, you know. It, it, I you mean, know, I've you're been trying to, to teach him about assholes as much as I can. It, uh, yeah, no, no better, no better way yeah. than just being yourself around him, Tom. <laughs> exactly. Whenever, whenever, actually, last time it was pretty effective. Uh, mm. As soon as you walked out the door, he turned to me and went, "What was with that asshole?" Yeah, well, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, you know, Tim, a lot of times, like, uh, you know, you'll you'll walk away for a minute. I'll pull your son aside. I'll go, "Don't turn out like me, kid." <laughs> He knows. <laughs> He's been briefed before you go. Uh, good book, Little Engine. That could. Maybe wow. we should read that next week. <laughs> you should read this ad, this, this version with I mean, the three it assholes. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm glad you guys were adamant before we gave you that book that uh, uh, you were going to raise your son not to read. And yeah. I, and I was just like, I don't know, Tim. I I checked out all those links you sent me, those websites, mm-hmm. but I still think it wouldn't be a bad thing if your son learned how to read. No books, no vaccines. <laughs> uh, and uh, assholes only shown in a positive light. <laughs> Uh, so you read a lot of short stories, is what you're saying? Yeah, uh, children's I, books was the joke. But I then get I got it. Really <laughs> animated about the little engine that. Could I mean, look. it sounds like this little engine that good is kind of a short story. You know, it's they're little, all short yeah. stories. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's there's more to it than I guess because yeah. I've definitely run into that problem, like reading books to kids, where it's like, oh, this book's got like 50 words in it total. I'm gonna blow through this. Yeah, and that, and then I know you're gonna just. Tell me to like start again. Yeah. Which is fine, but uh you know, I already know this story. Yeah, we just read it. Yeah. Tim, we read a short story this week called The Yellow Wallpaper by what's the author's name? Well, you don't remember. <laughs> I was not aware of this story beforehand, which you know is maybe Charlotte Perkins. Charlotte Perkins Stetson. Gilman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I only have uh, three names on my uh, cover. Oh, here. see, wait. What does your cover say? Charlotte Perkins Stetson. I got Charlotte Perkins Gilman over here. Wow. And then it says about the author, Charlotte Perkins Stetson Gilman passed away in 1935. That's what you're going to lead with? Oh, no. When she passed away in 1935 she was well known for both her political and journalistic writing as well as her unusual personal life oh okay the first sentence of the about the author yeah and what, what's the next sentence as a pioneering journalist and feminist scholar in her mm-hmm. day gilman was a supporter of women's rights activists like susan b anthony elizabeth katie stanton and her great aunt harriet beecher stowe wow nepo baby yeah how is this unusual so far? Well, uh, I, maybe that part's not unusual, but maybe there was other stuff that was unusual. She argued that the conventional family power structure did not benefit anyone, not the wife who was treated like an unpaid servant, mm-hmm. not the husband who was treated like a master. I mean, it seems like he's been treated pretty well. <laughs> 
Um, and not the kids who were subject to both. Women in economics, her most ambitious study, examined the hidden work. This, this is, this about the author hints mm. at a, a, or says unusual personal life that doesn't, doesn't go into it. Yeah. But you assume that uh, the unusual personal life is related to having so many last names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, that, I mean... I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard about this person before, uh, because I'm surprised to hear about somebody, you know, a hundred years ago raising these issues, Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, uh, so much in the public eye. Yeah. And like you were, I mean, you were joking like, oh, it sounds like the husband's great. He's, uh, you know, the slave master. It's like nobody wants to actually be a slave master. That's yeah. also. Uh, That's not. They didn't say slave master. Oh, they, that you added that. No, you you added it in your head. <laughs> well, she said master, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what that implies that that, you know, he's the husband's in charge. Tom, of I'm a life. master builder. Yeah, I bet. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, I was thinking of the uh, Big Johnson shirts about <laughs> masturbators, but it was, uh, you know, a fishing thing. Uh, did you know anything about this story going into No, it, of course Tam? not. But mostly not because it was a, you know, um, landmark feminist mm-hmm. work, mostly because it came out in 1892. Uh, a full ninety years before I was born. Yeah, uh, and even I think then, that, that's a year. I was a baby when I was born, so Columbus found America, right? Yeah, eighteen hundred ninety-two. Columbus mm-hmm. sailed, sailed, sailed the ocean, ocean blue. Ocean blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a long time ago. Uh, how old was she when she died? Do you know? Can you do that math quickly? Um, I'll tell you what the heck. I um, feel like a lot of, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking of like, uh, uh well, 75 lived. A, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was at the gonna, time, I think a pretty, uh, hearty. Life. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's just because, uh, most like female authors from like a long time ago, like died tragically young. Or not, not most of them, but the ones we hear about, the ones in like popular culture, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear somebody made it uh, to the ripe age of seventy five. Tom, I'm getting to the bottom of this over here. Mm-hmm. What 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 is the 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 name? Her name as uh... <laughs> as printed on my copy. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It is Charlotte Perkins Stetson. Like the hat, like a Stetson hat. Gotcha. So I got mm-hmm. Charlotte Perkins Gilman over here. Yeah. Like guess uh, what? Mm-hmm. At the time this was originally published, oh boy, she was married to Charles Walter Stetson. Oh, okay. And then divorced him in 1894. I didn't know a divorce <laughs> existed yeah. in 1894. Yeah. I thought it was just like they wanted a divorce. Like if the woman wanted it. Stoned her to death, and if the man (laughs) wanted it, they stoned the woman to death, right? Like, yeah, they would just be like, "All right, we'll we'll kill her, and then you can you can just go and get remarried." And then she got uh, remarried to uh, Gilman. 
Wait, so, what do you mean remarried? She was married to him in the first place? When she got married. Oh, okay. She got remarried. She got re- oh, I thought you were saying like she was married to Gilman. You've she never married heard Stetson. remarried <laughs> except in the context of somebody <laughs> marrying the same person a couple yeah. times. <laughs> That's what that means, right? Well, they got remarried. The divorce didn't take. Um. So, yeah. So, I guess she was just born Charlotte Perkins. Yeah. I feel like there was probably, uh, uh, th- that's probably not what they mean by she had like a, an interesting personal life, though. Unusual. Unusual personal life. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't specify. It was unusual, but not interesting. <laughs> it was just kind of a boring personal life. It's very unusual in that way. She was, uh, uh, you know, spent her life in the mid to late 1800s early 1900s and uh she's really into video games which didn't exist yet so it's a very unusual life during the year she left her husband Mm -hmm. charlotte met adeline knapp Mm -hmm. um Cynthia J. Davis describes how the two women had a serious relationship. She writes that Gilman, quote, believed that in Dell, that's what she called uh, the the friend. Yeah. She had found a way to combine loving and living. Mm -hmm. And that with a woman as life mate, she might more easily uphold. Did she laugh? (laughs) I think so. If you're living and laughing, living and loving, but you're not laughing. She might, is that really living? Yeah. Um, she might more easily uphold that combination than she would in a conventional heterosexual marriage. Mm. The relationship ultimately came to an end. That's, that's, uh, that's Wikipedia for you. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that in the context of the time, mm-hmm. openly about that is oh, unusual. Yeah, is unusual, I guess. Mm hmm. Yeah, because I feel like, uh, you know, of course, like being gay was not uh, an acceptable thing back then. But I almost feel like being bisexual was not not that it was less acceptable or more acceptable or any. I don't I don't know uh, about how they felt about it, but I feel like it was like more confusing probably to people like, what do you mean? I think even now people are more confused. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I think, like I I think, yeah, I mean, mean, we live in a bubble, but I think there's a, there's very much a like, all right, gay people, everybody mm -hmm. has now come around to wrapping their heads around. And then anything beyond that people, like there's some contingent of people being like, Wait, wait, what's well, this now? Oh, all right. So there's, I, I was under the impression they were straight and gay. Yeah. Uh, wait, what's going on with this? Yeah, and, and what do you, what do you mean? Sometimes you know, uh, y- you're attracted to one sex, and sometimes you're attracted to the other, and uh, you you go through phases maybe where you you're you're just dating one gender and then the other. Uh, I can't keep track. Uh, what do you mean? You're all different in how you hey, do that. Y'all got the woke mind virus. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, woke mind virus patient zero here. Uh, uh, what's her name again? Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great so far, Tom. Uh, well, well a landmark s- episode. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the little engine that good. <laughs> Something we can wrap our minds around. We can wrap our minds around 
this story? No, some. Oh yeah, like a yeah, some somebody who's bisexual. Yeah, I I didn't mean to imply that I couldn't. I'm just saying the story because the story's uh, you know, subtle. You have to. You have to. Is it? Um, you know, maybe subtle's not the right word, but it's. Before we get into it, how did you obtain your copy of the 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 story? I got my, so I found it online, but then I was like, I don't like reading it this way. So I found it on uh, project Steve Gutenberg and then I sent it, I sent it to my Kindle, but then I just read it on my iPad in the Kindle app. But I, that's what I'm used to reading in as what I can take notes in and highlight. So that's what I did. Yeah. And I refuse to apologize for it. Project Steve Gutenberg takes a book in the public domain Mm-hmm. And makes it available, right? In, makes uh, it available in digital format, so like yeah. EPUB and so e-reader. Formats. I got a Kobo reader, Tom. Uh huh. So I went to the whatever Kobo store, mm-hmm. and I paid ninety nine cents to download this. Yeah, I did look on Amazon, and they had it for ninety nine cents, which is bullshit because like they used to, so they used to allow at least on Amazon any like public domain anyone could upload their own copy of it and i know this because like when the kindle first came out i think i put on there a copy of uh benjamin buttons Mm -hmm. like a public domain i put it on there like i i like you know uh found the public domain text and like formatted and everything and i think you tried to sell it yeah, it was like when the when the movie was coming out, I right. was like, oh, people are going to want to watch it. Uh, well, they're going to be watching Benjamin Buttons, They're going to want to read along. They're going to want to read along. Um, and I think I just made it like 99 cents, but it was like one of those things where it was like such early days. I think I did make like, you know, a few hundred bucks off it. Um, but so that's, that's the version that David Fincher used to make the movie. <laughs> it is. It's famously, if you watch the credits very closely, it will say, based on a story by F. Scott Fitzgerald, uploaded, uploaded by Tom Reynolds. <laughs> and look, I don't know why they may find him bigger than his. Hey, but you know that's Hollywood, that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I brought it up during one of the uh, screenings, and they said, "Hey, is uh, F. Scott gonna complain?" That's true. And yeah. I said, "Yeah, I guess he's not." I thought uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald was the uh, the uh, the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? Willard Scott. <laughs> yeah. So I was very confused why they would care what the weatherman thought at all. <laughs> I don't understand the reality of this story now. Um, <laughs> Some of what I told is true. Some was a lie. Um, but anyway, my point being that uh, they used to just allow public domain uh, books and, you know, whatever. And then they did get to a point where I think it, it got to have control. So they were like, all right, look. 
Like, unless you're making substantial edits or uh, annotations, any kind of contribution, we're only going to have one copy of public domain things. But then those copies are 99 cents, and it used to be you could get some of those for free. Yeah. You know what? In in terms of the Kobo store... Yeah. Um, I I even I downloaded it for ninety nine cents. Opened it up, and it it says like on the first page, like this is a product of Project Gutenberg yeah. or whatever. And it's like ah, somebody did the old Tom Reynolds trick. <laughs> but I'm also grateful that I didn't have to like download it from a website and yeah, then I mean, figure I- out how to get it onto my like you know non name brand yeah. Kindle. And like I don't know, it's just like uh, it. A I, dollar. Somebody t- did this and formatted it and 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 got it onto my thing. I'll pay. It. I'll pay. I was gonna say that like that. I almost just paid ninety nine cents because I was like, what? But I I do this stuff for a living, so I know how to like very. Cool. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I, that yeah. would have taken me an hour and a half. Exactly. And, and for me, like I I have like shortcuts set up and everything. It's it took three seconds to do it it was mostly out of like i'm not gonna give this uh uh 30 cents to some uh charlatan that just happened to have his his copy be the copy that amazon blessed you're so jealous about the tim if i saw that f scott fitzgerald money coming in Especially with pretty different. Especially with how big of a deal Benjamin Buttons has become. <laughs> oh my god! In recent it's, years, it's, uh, it's uh, Benjamin Buttons fever has only grown. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, it's because Benjamin Buttons disease has only grown. I know. So many more children are afflicted. And, and people are just... Uh, Can yeah. we even call them children? Yeah, it's they very... Look like old fucking well, men. And it, Tim, I think it's also very confusing for you to say Benjamin Button's fever because, you know, now people are going <laughs> to be... Yeah, uh, they're going to be like, oh, my, my, my kid has a fever. Is uh, it Benjamin Button's fever? Are they going... Am I going to wake up tomorrow to a little old man in this crib? Probably, yeah. The answer is yeah, probably. The, the answer is probably, and you can learn more about it by buying a book on Amazon. I think that movie came out like fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's also very. It's that this is uh, <laughs> on nitpicks that won't matter to anyone, but that F. Scott Fitzgerald copy of Benjamin Buttons is like still in my like. Uh, uh, Kindle direct publishing dashboard mm. with like all my oh, actual, actual books. books. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's, you know, it's archived or whatever, but I can't get rid of it. It's on the fucking home screen. So I see it every day. A, uh, uh, a constant reminder that you're no F. Scott Fitzgerald. A constant reminder that one time I was. <laughs> at one, Tim, at one time, you I was the life, publisher yeah. of F. Scott Fitzgerald's work. But, um, you had so see, you always get offended when I talk about how like eh, you got some scam running that's yeah. like. Well, it's because my, it's my biggest nightmare, Tom. <laughs> Can I tell you something? What? <laughs> that one day uh-huh. you're gonna be like. I had this scam going and like it hit big and I made like $30 million and like, see you later. Yeah. Forever. Well, um, thanks for that being your biggest nightmare. Me winning the lottery. Oh, it's just like you didn't work for it. But did I? Because if I'm always trying to get in, 
at the ground level. It's Reynolds. He's always got an angle. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, uh, like I again, I remember like uploading that copy, I think, right when Kindle Direct Publishing, which is like how you self-publish on Amazon, uh, became available. And uh, there's a ambulance. I called an ambulance. To, to <laughs> Sure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, it turned. It's fine. Probably nobody even heard it in the first place. And now they're like, hey, get on with it. Tell us about that. Well, if it's not in there, I'll, I'll put in some ambulance sound effects. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I remember like just reading about uh, KDP going live. And I was like, oh, I want to try this out. Like, and let me see if I can make a few bucks. Like I did that when like the app store became a thing. Right. Um, uh, she famously made a private web browser. That <laughs> was, that was, that was when the iPad came out. That was fraud. Um, that, that was so, uh, for, for any, I don't know if we've even like told these stories, but, uh, <laughs> I think I've told that one before cause I'm so mad about it. Um, I remember when the when the App Store first came out, I was still working for Apple and it wasn't very clear if we could like do like put stuff on the App Store or if that was like a, a conflict of interest, you know, and like obviously working at a, a store, it's like, well, I'm not fucking coding iOS. It's fine. It's not a conflict of interest. But anyway. Uh, it could have been because Apple, especially back then, was very weird about stuff. So, like, I didn't tell anyone. I kept trying to get a fart app through. <laughs> I know. Because I was like, That's look. That's the dream right there. <sighs> Slipping a fart app uh, past old man Jobs. Yeah. Because the first person, like, there was, I think it took, like, maybe a year or two. But, like, finally, one day without fanfare, Apple decided, like, fine. Farts Fart apps okay, can go. Yeah. And an app called iFart. Uh, I remember reading, like, a profile of, like, the man made $3 million in a month yeah. before, like, anyone else got their fart app up. <laughs> Those are difficult to develop. <laughs> so, anyway, that was, like, uh, the... You know, I was trying to do that. I did get a sad trombone you know what? app. If you up. made $3 million from a fart app, uh-huh. that wouldn't be my uh-huh. biggest nightmare, I think. I mean, that I That wouldn't be or it would no, be? No, I don't think You'd so. You'd respect it? I think there's, uh, yeah. Tim, if I made $3 million from a fart app, that money would be long gone. I'd probably be in jail right now. <laughs> <laughs> um but, uh, but anyway, when the iPad came out, I was like, all right, second chance at greatness here. Let me, and I had learned a little bit more about development. And at this point, this is such early days. There was not a a way to do private browsing, incognito browsing on the iPad or the iPhone. Right. So I developed an app. (laughs) You. Yeah. Nobody had done it, but Tom Reynolds, a guy who's not... not an app developer cracks yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I don't there weren't. I mean, there were there were probably like a couple, but like not enough, you know, uh and I just saw it as like a need. Like, look, some people are going to I know, but like it's very funny that you're like, "Hey, there are people who are like professional developers for this uh-huh. platform." Yeah. And they haven't made this thing. Mhm. Uh, presumably because it's like difficult to do. I don't know. No, I think it's just because they're thinking too big. 
you okay. know? Yeah. And I'm But like you had I don't want to be offensive here, but like mm-hmm. no expertise in that. No, space. no. Okay. I, w- I was self-taught like right. out of a book in the internet. And basically my idea was just, look, if I can build an app, <laughs> this is all the app has to do is have a, a URL bar where you can put in a URL and then the rest of it, it just displays the website. And like you just described a web browser, Tom. But the thing is, Apple to this day does not allow third party web browser or right. they do, but not third party web rendering engines. Okay. So as a result of that, they they've said for, you know, 15 years now, hey, you need to display a website. We have an API and it just right. uses a Safari rendering engine. So I thought like, OK, I bet it's pretty easy to have just basically like a form almost like uh, an input field. You put in a website and then you're just doing like a very simple API called a like, you know, it's almost like HTML or whatever. Just like display web view X and X is whatever they put in there. Okay. And I kind of thought this is great because all I'm really doing is like building the most basic browser you possibly could doesn't have uh you know like a back button or forward i think it actually may maybe i did put a back and forward button i figured out how to do that but it was like the allure to this is going to be that there's no history right and that's great because that's something i would have to build it's not something i'm taking out it's something i'm just not building in the first place but something I contend was horribly right. I contend this was still an iOS bug. It might have been Tom. So what you did is you were demonstrating on my iPad, uh-huh. and you brought up some pornography video, yeah. and you're like, "Look, you can watch pornography in this browser, and then like nobody will be able to track you." And I was like, first of all, nobody else uses my, my yeah, I iPad. get just to look at pornography yeah. on here." And then you like X'd out of the app or whatever. <laughs> went to like a different app. And then I went to a different app and the pornography <laughs> was now playing in that app. Like a totally unrelated app. It was the worst, the worst thing you could ever ask <laughs> from a private browsing app. That it not only didn't keep it like confined within the app. It was putting it in other apps somehow. Random apps. I think for like another week there was still pornography playing when I was trying to open like Yelp. Like let me see what restaurants are there. It should have been possible. Like like iOS, especially back in the day, was built with like so many fucking sandboxes and walls that like apps couldn't talk to each other. I don't think like copy and paste was even in there yet. Yeah. Because they were like, well, we have to make sure we do it right because we can't have people abuse it. And yeah, somehow this app, uh, I don't know. It, 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 it there, there must have been a, excuse me, a bug in iOS. And it, it would just show, por- you couldn't get rid of it. You had to restart the iPad to get rid of the pornography. <laughs> I made a few bucks on it. Yeah. I, I, like, I feel like you should have also been taken to court about it. I didn't get any. Co- Tim, who's going to complain? Who's going to take up a lawsuit against uh, 
uh, when they're trying to keep their pornos hidden in the first place. And I think I only charged 99 cents for it. Okay. Tim, uh, from what well, I understand, that's more than that's you're just... willing to uh, pay for the yellow wallpaper. Uh, well, I was going to say, from what I understand, it's the same price as a copy of the yellow wallpaper. And um, I don't know. You can use it again and again. Okay. I don't think you can use it now. I don't think it would work with uh, like current. I mean, it's not. it hasn't been in the App Store in uh, over a decade, but. Uh, and I think it was just called like private browser. This episode of the Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tim, you ever uh, you ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly, you're yeah. just walking around. You want to tell people you hate them or you love them or you uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting, but... you went negative first, but yeah, no, I, there's I a lot of things. Love second. And then the treasure, that's also The positive. treasure is the, is the wild card. We, it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're, we're big uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we, we, we think it's... Uh, Something anyone can uh, can benefit from. It's not just uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences or going through a rough patch. Uh, even if you're doing good, maybe you can do better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Complete Guide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Complete Guide. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tom, we read... Uh... Sorry, I'm looking something up here. Yeah. We read uh, the yellow wallpaper. Are um, you trying to look up private browser on the app store? I told <laughs> yeah. you it's not there anymore. <laughs> You're trying to see if that porno <laughs> you were watching still comes up. I bet if I redownloaded the app. Uh... <laughs> it would still just show the old. <laughs> Be like, this, this is not the same iPad, but. Um, uh, I just want to say on Patreon, uh, Rebecca and Joe. Mm-hmm. Both uh, suggested this. Yeah, I think it was like the first thing I saw that had um, uh, more than one suggestion. Yeah, and uh, I think there was. I think, and maybe we'll read it next week. Uh, uh, a couple of people suggested Stephen King's The Jaunt, right? Which I've heard about, but I've never read it. Like I know what it's about, and it sounds terrifying. What is it about some kind of jaunt? It's about like a near. Or maybe not even near, maybe far future. And maybe I'm wrong about this. this But from what I understand, it's where it's a future where 
teleportation exists, but the thing is you have to keep your eyes closed during it because if you open your eyes during it, you're stuck in like that hell for a thousand okay, years. I'm not reading this. We'll figure out another thing to read. <laughs> well, thanks for your suggestion, guys. <laughs> uh, but no yeah. one's going to be offended that it's like, based on that description, like, I don't care about teleportation. and It's not about teleportation. It's about, like, being, I think, stuck in your own head for, like, yeah. thousands of years and what that would do. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Yeah, well, don't keep your eyes closed when you teleport. It's that easy. Yeah. You know Wait, what? Don't keep my eyes closed when Maybe I do want to read. Because now I'm thinking like, look, if it's that important, why don't they tape their eyes closed before they go? Just for safety's sake. Right. Why don't you just write a letter to Stephen King and ask him? <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't have to spend all this time reading a short story about it. Can you please publish an updated version where they tape guys' eyes closed before they do this? I mean, it's an awful big risk. The, Tom... We're supposed to talk about this next week. This week, yeah. we're talking about the yellow wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, the yellow wallpaper uh, suggested by at least two people. I, Rebecca I, and Joe. Yeah, Rebecca uh, and Joe. J-O. J-O. I, no E. Uh, well, I, did I pronounce it like there was an E at the end? You did. You went Joe. Joey. <laughs> um I literally did not know anything about this going in. I'd never heard it. Like I mentioned earlier, I'd never heard of this. I did not know that it's like a, a famous feminist uh, text, you right. know, uh, uh, very influential short story. And so let me add, should we explain what 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 the basic plot is, I guess, and yeah. then get into uh, the actual yeah. meat and potatoes? Yeah. Do you want to do it or you want me to do it? There's a woman. Yeah. And she's suffering. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She's always suck. complaining. So she is suffering from, what do we think? Depression? Yeah, I, uh, I think it's postpartum yeah, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. she, yeah. Um, her it's, it's the 1890s, so everything sucks. Yeah. And, and I... I mean, was anyone, I, I mean, I'm guessing it was like a thing women knew like, oh yeah, sometimes when you have a baby, you're very depressed afterwards, but probably only like talk to each other in whispers about. I mean, knowing how or seeing firsthand how like, uh, like even now in 2023, mm -hmm. like. There's so much like touch and go stuff with childbirth. Yeah. Where like it's, it's such a complex like thinking about like a hundred and thirty years ago even, mm -hmm. like um like that how that ha like Yeah. The mental toll, mm -hmm. the physical toll, like Yeah. I mean my I, God. I was thinking I was watching something the other day where I there was knowing firsthand because I had a child <laughs> biologically out of my body, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't think we've ever mentioned on the show that you're, it was, uh, it was a junior situation, situation yeah, exactly. the birth of your son. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Uh, Tim, I'll never forget the day you came to my house and you said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, that completely threw me off. <laughs> I, I know, you're thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I was watching something, you know, just, I don't know, a random thing where there was like, a, you know, the, the birth of a child happening in the show or movie or whatever. 
And I was like, man, it's kind of insane that this is a, you know, childbirth's a natural thing, but if you want like better than 50, 50 odds of dying during it, it requires like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, surrounding things going on. And, you know, some people have different takes. Some would on... argue that's not the case at all and that all that stuff, like, actually complicates it and makes it more dangerous. Oh, and... absolutely. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Some people will say, no, actually, yeah, you don't need that. You should be doing it the natural way. Uh, and uh, but... Neither of us is here to weigh in on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think even even people that are supportive of, uh, you know, natural births, except for like maybe extremists would say, but there are cases where, yes, it's advisable you should have this birth in a hospital. But then I was thinking about, too, like when we read Sapiens, see this bringing in knowledge from other books. Yeah, Um, they were talking about how like how weird humans are when we're born because we're so defenseless. Oh yeah. And I always think that about like, you see, you know, a horse plops out and then like runs around yeah, and then like runs around, jumps over the fence. (laughs) Somebody puts a saddle on him and it's like, yeah, Uh, yeah. Kentucky Derby. I'll run it. (laughs) Um, shit. But that, that is, the reason why we're different, we being humans, is because our fucking heads are so big. Yeah. Because our brains are so big mm. that basically evolutionarily at some point it was like, all right, uh, the baby's going to have to like come out way sooner than any other animal would in this situation because otherwise it's just not going to be able to fit. It's not being right, right. Cause isn't it like elephants are pregnant for like years or something. Sure. Crazy. Tom, we've gotten like one sentence to the story. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know what the gestation period for an elephant is. I'm sorry. I don't think it's relevant to this psychological short story I'm that takes place entirely that... in one room. <laughs> I'm just saying pregnancy is crazy. Yeah. Um, agreed. All right, so... But then dogs are only, like, pregnant for a little while? I don't, I don't know how... What is it? How long are... You're looking it up. How long are dogs pregnant for? Fuck, man. <laughs> you know how long elephants are pregnant for? A year. Two years! <laughs> what about dogs? Two now years! I, now I need to know dogs. 22 months. Almost two years. I need to know dogs. But I know. imagine if an elephant's like two months late, it's probably not that big <laughs> of a deal. What is your search query right now? A gestation dog. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim, you know how, how long a fucking dog is pregnant for? How long? Two months. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, puppies are, like, fairly defenseless when they're born, too. I think so, but they're also cute. But they are very... I mean, most babies are pretty cute when they're born. Yeah. Uh, so that... Some, Tom, mm-hmm. some babies, Yeah, we all got to pretend. Human babies you're talking about? Yeah. or Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're not, like... Uh, I'm just thinking of, like, uh, like when hamsters have babies and they look like little gummies or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, those aren't cute. That's 
No, they came out too soon. Put them yeah, back in. Put them back in. The put them back in the what eggs. Do you always scream when you see a hamster giving birth. Put them back in the Tom, eggs. Tom, could you just look up gestation hamster real quick? Oh my god, Tim! I don't know if I want to. It might be like so quick that it drives minutes. us insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got to do rats, and then and then we're done. Oh fuck, Tim. As little as two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, a hamster? 16 to 30 days. Oh, my God. Uh, unbelievable. Tom, you got to look up rat real quick. <laughs> Tim, this is going to be the whole episode. Um, I mean, it kind of seems like the bigger the animal, the, the longer, longer the yeah. gestation period. I, I won't even. I mean, I might look up whales. Rats are, f- wait, no, they reach their sexual maturity at uh, five weeks, but uh, gestation yeah, yeah, time. You're always looking at uh, the age of consent, but that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, uh, three weeks for rats. Three weeks, okay. I got to look up whales real quick. Hold on. <laughs> whales, uh, 10 to 18 months, so. Okay. You know, longer than Splitting a human, the difference but not, between humans and I think uh, ele- elephants. elephants have to be two years. Yeah, get a life. We'll just look up longest just <laughs> get a life. <laughs> All right, like elephants have nothing better to do than to carry a carry a freaking uh, elephant in their belly for two. Years. Uh, do you want to keep uh, keep explaining uh, the the short well, story? Just, no, well, well we got. Um. All right, elephants. What? Oh no, it's elephants. Yeah, because I'm looking at a list on treehugger.com of um and that is the actual i'm not uh, like on msnbc.com <laughs> or something um but uh they have a list of the top 10 and that was number one so i assume that's the the top all right so the 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 woman uh-huh the the narrator wait a minute <laughs> Tim, sometimes salamanders can be pregnant for three years. What the fuck? I'm not even clear on what a salamander even is. Are you? And guess what? It depends on the altitude they live at. Of course, the altitude. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. What? Tim, (laughs) breaking news. Guess how long some sharks can be pregnant for. Uh, How long, Tom? Three and a half years. All right. At this point, a few years. Wow, three and a half years though. How long? What's a what's a shark's lifespan though? Some sharks. I read recently about. I read recently about a shark they found that I think was five hundred years old. No. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was very old. You thought, or the scientists thought. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's basically the same thing. You have to see how old the shark. Looked in this picture, Tim. He didn't even have any teeth left. Um, you know, it's another crazy animal that has can have uh, very long uh, births or very long pregnancies. Donkeys. Joe and Rebecca are so pissed at us right now. <laughs> How long is a donkey? Well, get this. They can last up to fourteen months, but um, uh. Donkeys come out stupid because they grow up stupid too, right? 
Uh, wow. A donkey and, isn't going to be smart, right? Are they, is there even one smart donkey? No, donkeys are smart. They're just stubborn. Uh-huh. Um, and then a donkey can get pregnant again five to 13 days later. They can go into what's known as foul heat <laughs> and breed again. Oh, boy. So there are some donkeys out there that are just pregnant all the time. So the narrator and her husband, John, who's Salamanders a physician. Salamanders can live for 20 years? That doesn't seem... That's uh, that's tragic, actually. It's a, it's like a little tiny lizard. 20 I, years? Tom, I told you, I'm never clear on what a salamander actually is. I mean, I guess, you know... 20... I've never seen a salamander, have you? Tw- yeah, I've seen salamanders. Where? Yeah, uh, Mexico, I saw some salamanders. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't, hey, don't worry. <laughs> a lot of the other animals, what do you expect? Walruses, rhinos, <laughs> velvet worms. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet worms. Yeah, look at this guy. Fifteen months they're pregnant. Wow. Oh, and it doesn't even look like a worm. It kind of no. looks like a little caterpillar. Wait, are velvet worms? The oh. narrator and her husband. I thought it was saying in this velvet, John, velvet worms were mammals, and that. No thanks. Rent a the, the mansion essentially uh-huh. for yeah. what the summer. Yeah, that's and she's just like, hey, like this season. isn't normally for people like us. Yeah, but we'd have to to be able to rent seasonally. Like everybody apparently rents seasonally these these houses that they go yeah. to. But this is like beyond their means a little bit. Yeah, and she's like, for some reason it was all, like new it was, to their means. Yeah, well, no, it was like uh, she's like, normally we wouldn't be able to afford this, but like it had been vacant for a very long mm. time. They told us there was like. You know, it's about like uh, heirs, like tied up and like heirs, like fighting over it or whatever, heirs whatever. Heirs the throne, yeah. Yeah, we, we got it. We got it. Uh, yeah, we got it cheap. Mm-hmm. Basically, she's like, uh, she very clearly has uh, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at this point, it might not be because cl- I feel like it's subtle. They She like mentions uh, yeah, her the baby, baby. The baby gets mentioned like dropped at one point and then yeah. another point where you're like okay that yeah okay the baby she referenced before is definitely her baby right and and uh new a baby this is probably postpartum depression right. and essentially the whole crux of this story mm-hmm. is she wants to get better um and everything her physician husband tells her mm. um makes things worse yeah and um well, basically, she... he is overbearing and mm-hmm. limits things that she can do, um, and uh, all of the things that she, all of the ideas she has to mm-hmm. deal with her 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 problems, um, fall on deaf ears, and she has no autonomy to actually uh, yeah. implement them. Well, she mentions early on that her husband's a physician, and she's basically like, "You might think uh, that's a good thing." <laughs> But it's mm. not because uh, because my husband's a physician. Uh, I guess it's kind of two things. Like, A, I don't get to talk to another physician. Although at this time, I can't imagine that would do anything even, you know, uh, because th- that physician's going to talk to her husband beforehand and right. afterwards anyway. Um, but, uh, but also... Because he, 
Because he's a physician and he doesn't believe her, essentially. Like he, or or it's not necessarily that he doesn't believe her. I forget how she, it's uh, just I, I think of I like have it highlighted. set up where like, hey, I, I know I'm the man and I'm a physician and like, you're hysteric. You're a hysterical woman, and yeah. like it's a temporary depression, and you'll get over it. Uh, but you can't like do any of the things that you want to do, right? Or anything that you think you would can't help. stay in the room that you want to stay in. You have to stay in this weird old like playroom that's mm-hmm. also like a greenhouse or something, but has this uh, seems musty yellow wallpaper that has mostly been ripped down that you're going to be obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that I I just couldn't vibe with in this story Mm -hmm. is like, I can't picture this wallpaper. Oh, really? And I know that it was described in my, every time I tried to (laughs) like read that, like my eyes glazed over and I've been waking up real early and I've been reading at night. And so Mm -hmm. like, I don't retain any information anyway. (laughs) Like, this is, I think, a problem of my brain and my situation right now. But there was so much description of this wallpaper. Yeah. And, like, the only thing I got is, like, and eh, the gist of it is, like, it's kind of like prison bars. And mm-hmm. she imagines a woman behind there because she's a woman who's been imprisoned. Uh, if you're having uh, trouble remembering stuff, Tim, uh, maybe we should find one of these houses for you that we can put you in. I mean, to be honest, if I didn't have <laughs> depression or uh, like this life seems like I would do this for three months, sit in a very sunny room. <laughs> sit in a sunny room? Yeah. Yeah, it is sunny. It sounds it sounds like it's not It's bad. windows everywhere, Tom. Yeah. Um Is it? Because I thought at one point she talks about that she wants to be on the first floor. Because she'd be able to like, uh, like, step outside, maybe. Yeah, well, she can't go outside. Here, yeah, but, like she can. But I thought it was also because like the first floor at least like had windows and and her. No, room there was one window that she liked that l- overlooked something, and like her husband was like, "There's only one window in there." Oh, and, like, okay. We yeah. can't fit two I beds do, I in do there. I do remember. Yeah, and it's like two beds. What year is it? And then they said <laughs> 1892, and I went, "Oh, okay." Uh, oh right, yeah. He and he's imprisoning his wife because <laughs> right. she's depressed. Um, yeah, I, I found my highlight here. It says, uh, "John does not know how much I really suffer. He knows there is no reason to suffer, and that satisfies him." Which I feel like that very, very succinctly sums up like uh, the the problem here, which is basically he's like, "Why are you unhappy? You got no reason on it. Be unhappy. Look, everything's great." And that's not the way depression works. You can't just tell somebody, uh, hey, cheer up. Things aren't that bad. Right. And and yeah, it makes sense why in this case he he has no helpful thing because he doesn't think there's actually anything wrong with her. He thinks she's... Literally, he thinks she's being hysterical. Right. And he has, so he's mostly off at work mm-hmm. and he has his sister. <laughs> where, where he's telling other husbands their <laughs> wives are hysterical and that they should just keep them in a room. Right. And he has what? It's his sister that comes and pretty much also like plays like prison warden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. 
Uh, it goes on like this. She obsesses over this yellow wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes, and like she's forbidden to write also. Yeah. So she's writing oh, yeah. all we, of this I in secret. I don't know if we mentioned that. Like this whole story's told through a journal she's keeping. Right. There's some uh, just apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. just a sad line, its <laughs> own paragraph. I cry at nothing and cry most of the time. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, and when I said, like, this would be nice to do for three months, not (laughs) if I'm in a position where I'm crying at nothing and crying all of the time. Yeah, Uh, and, like, she wants to exercise, and he says, your exercise depends on your strength, my dear, and your food somewhat on your appetite, but air you can absorb all the time. Because, I guess, like, just the windows are open all the time. But, uh, yeah, she wants, like, she understands what's what would help, which is, like, getting out, getting exercise, getting fresh air. And seeing other people. Seeing but... other people, like, doing work. Like, that's a big thing that, uh, like you mentioned, he doesn't want her writing. That it's like, no, you're much too weak for work. And, you know, her her. Th- Thing. I, I don't think she ever like spells it out this way, but it's obviously like, no, that would help. That would get my mind off things. It would give my mind something to do instead of look at this fucking yellow wallpaper all day and and pick out like where it doesn't line up and kind of like obsess about that and like follow patterns. Like there's an escalating uh right madness happening here of like to uh, the point where she thinks there's literally a woman trapped behind the patterns who's who's like banging on the walls and uh escapes at one point she's trying to escape i also like this line uh i kept still and watched the moonlight on that undulating wallpaper till i felt creepy Yeah, she talks a lot about feeling creepy and being creepy, like walking around in a creepy way, which, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you read stuff from like 130 years ago and they're using vernacular that's like, uh, like that words kind of change its meaning. I don't really get it uh, or, or not, I get it, but it's hard to, I don't know, process. Mm. But this it's like, oh, you're being creepy. Hey, we still got creepy. Um. And then we got a, she's like, hey, like, I'd like to redo this wallpaper or like take this Mm -hmm. down. And her husband's like, we're only here for three months. I'm not like, I'm not going to let you have any say in the room that I'm forcing you to stay in 23 hours a day. Yeah. Um, At one point she says, the fact is I'm getting a little afraid of John. Like, Mm -hmm. look, things just escalate in her head. Um, Yeah. Well, and at one point she, uh, um, She's getting a uh, uh, like a smells bothering her. Oh, I, this is the next thing I was okay, about to yeah. uh, say. If we probably have the same highlight, I thought seriously of burning the house down to <laughs> yeah. reach the smell. When um, yeah, when that came up, I kind of thought like, oh boy, here we go. This is how it's gonna end. That she's gonna like burn this house down. Right. Uh, but I think that's. But all- no, you are outsmarted by. Uh, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Yes, I I was. Yet you thought again. I was gonna do she you thought she was gonna zig? She yeah. zag. 
rigged. She threw a red herring out there. Um, But I think it's also that's like the first, maybe not the first hint uh, a dummy like me got of like, oh, now like this woman's depression is morphing into like something dangerous. It's morphing into like a psychosis of, of she's been trapped in this one place for so long that now you've taken somebody who's depressed and given them other mental issues where because of like lack of stimulation and lack of contact, now they're thinking, Oh, I have to burn the house down to fix this problem. Uh, but also, you know, uh, she's reaching desperation because nobody's listening to her. Right. So you got to think there's something in her mind of like, well, if I burn the house down, maybe they'll finally realize something's wrong with me. So, you know, I need help. So what did you find about her whole thing? Like in the beginning, it's like, I think there's some level of hauntedness to this. Did you find this story to be like creepy in the way that a ghost story is creepy or like you know this is often described as like kind of a horror story Mm -hmm. which like i don't know i feel i feel like it's more of a psychological thriller slash yeah or like psychological horror yeah instead of like uh paranormal horror so it ends with her essentially scratching off the wallpaper because she Mm -hmm. wants to free the woman the woman stuck behind the bars Mm -hmm. john coming home trying to get in as she's doing this or as she has done it yeah um she refuses to unlock the door Mm -hmm. so he leaves to go get a key and when he comes in and sees her, he faints. And am I missing something here? Is there something grisly that I like? Uh... Yeah, I was trying to figure out because she talks about like finding a rope and hiding it at one point. And then I think later she talks about like using the rope to escape. Right. So I did wonder like, oh, did she hang herself at the end? Is that what the implication is? But I, I mean, I didn't read. I only read like one or two analyses of this. It's a, it's a good word uh, to use as a smart man. <laughs> and they didn't mention that that's like, you know, what's happening yeah. at the end. So maybe I'm just completely off the mark. But that's kind of, yeah, that, that, that was the implication I got. That, I got the implication she was dead the whole time. Oh, like uh, the sixth sense. Yeah. I got the implication because I think she talks about like, oh, maybe I can use this rope to like jump out the window and get to the first floor that it was something like that, that it was like, no, she actually used the rope to hang herself. And that's why the husband faints when he comes in. Or is it just that doesn't explain how she would be able to write this. But I guess nothing really explains how she'd be able to write the the end part unless like she, I don't know, if the situation just continued. Is she continued. just so wrapped up in her psychosis at this point where she's ripping the, like, is that just so um, troublesome to John who's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I had this thing nipped in the butt, like, in yeah. the bud, like, it was fine. And, uh, Tim, please don't say butt on this I podcast. Know. Well, it's also, that's not the phrase. Uh, like, 
uh, is it like, oh my god, like what the hell happened? This got out of hand because mm-hmm. he didn't realize how out of hand it was going, and like he's a, a man in eighteen ninety two. He's like, oh brother, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Whatever, uh, she's ecstatic, right? I, she's I wanted to say that uh, I think nipped in the butt was the video I showed you to demonstrate the app. <laughs> That's probably why it's top of mind. <laughs> um, so she's happy that she freed the woman. Yeah. John faints, and she's just like, "Hey!" And like he faints, so it says, uh, "Like he 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 stopped short." Uh, okay, uh, I. Uh, she says, open the door, my darling. I can't, said I. The key is down by the front door under the uh, plain- plantain leaf. I was like, what is that word, plantain? And then I said it again several times, very gently and slowly, and said it so often that he had to go and see. And he got it, of course, and came in. He stopped short by the door. What is the matter, he cried. For God's sake, what are you doing? I kept on creeping just the same. But I looked at him over my shoulder. I've got out at last, said I, in spite of you and Jane. And I've pulled off most of the paper, so you can't put me back. Uh, Now, why should that man have fainted? But he did, and right across my path by the wall, so that I had to creep over him every time. Yeah, I like don't completely get what's happening at the end there. He faints. He faints, and he like they both go in the wallpaper? Maybe. But the fact that she like looks over her shoulder, like I that I read it as like she's about to hang herself. And that and that, you know, that's that's the you know, the the logical conclusion to like her depression and then being isolated in this way that that there's only one way out the way she sees it and that and that's what's happening here. Sound off in the comments. How did you interpret? Did yeah. you read it? And how did you interpret the ending? I didn't interpret any. If you didn't read it, I mean, it's pretty short. It's six thousand words. Six thousand pages. <laughs> uh, See, so you, you could uh, devour it in a uh, yeah, fifteen minutes. I don't know. I was trying to think of like a. Uh, a uh, in a, in a in a cockroach's gestation period, boy, yeah, probably. Well, they got eggs, about, right? Yeah, but, but I bet those eggs come out in no time, and then they yeah. hatch real quick too. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't. I don't know. I feel like I'm. Uh, we have opposing viewpoints here, mm-hmm. where it's like. I didn't see anything that dramatic at the end. Well, you just, she... well, you said like this woman's hysterical, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just trying to help her. For God's sake, <sighs> um, it is. I mean, I I'm genuinely shocked that I haven't heard of this before because I did think it's. They it's... mentioned a rope at one at one point, and you're just like, that's Chekhov's rope right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but I did think it was uh, uh, very good. Like, I get why it's a classic. Uh, I, and I it, don't, but no? I was really tired, and I just felt like 
I was like, uh, enough about describing this wallpaper, but I, I get what well, it- But I just think like I could see 130 years ago this being like mind blowing. Because they didn't have like uh, good stuff on TV. Yeah, there were, Tim, there wasn't anything on TV. No, but just that somebody's talking about this topic in this way and in uh, like the first person in a journal, you know, just try like she's trying the, the author to like convey this emotion that is, you know, that that certainly at the time half at least half the population uh, not only didn't understand, but dismissed. Right. I would have been a good guy back then. <laughs> And I think also, like... Sound off in the comments. Would you have been a good guy in the 1890s? And do you think Tim would have been a good guy? I think I would have been a good guy. Tim, I think I would have been, like, uh, ridiculed by people like you for being a good guy. Yeah, they would have had you working with the horses in the... (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. They would have been like, yeah, 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 Tim, go ahead and put shoes on the horse. Not those kinds of shoes, for God's sake. (laughs) How many times do we have to tell you? Man, we should put regular shoes on horses. Why did we? Why did oh, we decide to? They hate that... it, Tim. You can't put regular shoes on a well, horse. You're gonna nail these other shoes to them. They, they like, like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I got a bridge to sell you, my friend. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't. The horses look... like things getting nailed into their. Did fucking... you say horse? <laughs> horses. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, <laughs> are we, what were we talking about? Uh, all right, uh, that was yellow wallpaper as performed by me. <laughs> But yeah, sound off in the comments. Did you read it? Uh, what do you think? Well, how you interpret? I I genuinely am curious if I'm just like way off the mark and I'm misinterpreting. You always ending. need a you need a twist. Yeah. No, I think that was the twist. Oh, I get what you're saying. So <laughs> yeah, I need it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We uh, thank you for being patrons. We love you very much, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see you next week for. What do we have? One more um, before Gump Ember. Before, yeah, uh, or, the most Gumpterful time of the year. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd there was one guy that was pissed that we were doing Gump. Sound uh-huh. off in the comments. Scale of one to ten. If you're pissed about Gump, mm-hmm. how pissed are you? Okay. Ten being you're gonna cancel your Patreon. <laughs> Wow, you've given, uh, uh, boy, our patrons have a lot of homework this week. <laughs> yeah, it is. A lot to sound off on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Continue uh, uh, the outro. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.